It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Robbie, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Excited to have you here. Loved talking to you just a minute ago about me being a little bit of an endurance athlete, you being into bodybuilding, and um, I'd like to take this right in to really, why don't we start with how those things really impact and affect what you actually do? Because I feel like there really is a correlation to mentally and physically being strong and then obviously having the talents and abilities to be able to lead and guide as your position as a coach, as someone who looks to help develop talents and mentally optimize the people that you coach um, to become the best they can be. So great to have you here. Jonathan, thank you so much, man, for having me this morning. And yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you always hear people say you have to practice what you preach. And I like to say I only preach what I practice. For me, the reason I love bodybuilding is it's been the ultimate test of discipline in my life. And I think you and I both know that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with is that like ultra, ultra discipline of sticking to a routine, getting done all your productivity stuff. Um, So for me, what it was is I was looking for a way to push myself. Yes, physically, um, because I'm an ex-athlete and I I love that competition. But more importantly, I was looking for a way to push myself mentally. And, you know, my last bodybuilding competition I did, we did a 26-week prep. So literally almost half the year. And for that like it was no cheap meals, no drinking, no going out, doing anything like just, Hey, you got two workouts a day. Here's your six to seven meals a day. Here's your water intake. Here's your supplements. Like you have to be so regiment. Actually, there were so many things I had to do in a day. I actually created a checklist in my phone just to make sure I was hitting all the disciplines. For me, it's just such a carryover into anything in life, right? Like, Hey, making sure you're hitting your KPIs, making sure you're tracking your metrics. Um, And that's, I think the reason I love it so much is it just has such a carryover. Anything else I do, I know that if I can step on stage in a bodybuilding competition and stay that disciplined to do that, then I can just apply that to any other area of my life I wouldn't be successful in. I couldn't agree more. So I think a couple of questions that come to my mind with, you know, I think that people go through levels of commitment and discipline and, you know, life is a roller coaster in itself. And specifically, you know, when you're in a phase, right, of 
extreme discipline. And in your particular circumstance for doing this bodybuilding competition, you know, there's, there's kind of like a finish line. And a lot of times most people have a little bit of a finish line, call it the end of the year, call it, uh, they have a big event coming up, something like that. What do you recommend to do when you complete your test, so to speak? So it's really two variables there. What I like to look at is what are my macro goals? And I like to take the macro goals and make them as micro as possible. So if I'm coaching somebody like, okay, what's your five to 10 year plan with your business? What's your five to 10 year plan in your life? And okay, let's reverse engineer that down to setting weekly KPIs and metrics. So we know by Friday, I need to have this done. If you look at the research of setting goals and accomplishing goals, it's something like only 8% of people finish goals they start, which is sad. But some of the newer research is pointing the reason why people have a hard time finishing goals is they're too big and too far out. So that that chasm between where you're at and where you want to be is so big that it becomes defeating. Isn't it true though that most people like with setting goals, if you actually stick to it, it's it's actually easier to exceed your goal, given if you have like a realistic goal. Like there's there's the goal that some people are like, oh, I want to make a billion dollars in five years, or someone who says, um, you know, my business does a few million dollars a year. I want it to do fifty million dollars in five years. And there's the realistic goal versus the unrealistic goal kind of thing. It is more common though to exceed your capable much more than what you actually know you can achieve. But I think that little mechanism to where you set it to being realistic and then reversing it down is really a major key that I've found that's extremely important for us is that I can't set a goal without it being somewhat in the plausibility of being obtainable. Like, But the thing is, is that when you start breaking it down year by year, month by month, you don't even, like the goal is bigger than you even set for yourself honestly, that I've found, at least for me. Yeah. Most people underestimate how much they can accomplish if they stay disciplined. I truly believe that human potential, like we don't know what human potential is. We see these, you know, athletes accomplishing new, greater things every year. We see people in business, you know, just like blowing us away with what they're able to do and produce. So we don't know the limits of human potential. And I love living on that edge of just like, you know, how far can I push what I'm doing? But yeah, most people drastically underestimate what they're capable of just because they've never done it before. So they have these limiting beliefs built into setting their goals. And what's so funny about that is like, as people get closer to their goals, so does their vision increase of what they're actually able to accomplish. That's why I think having a coach is so important. We have a business coach that we've had for about four or five years now. And in sports and training and nutrition and swimming and running and biking and uh, your health and uh, anything, mathematics and reading and whatever, that you you have to have somebody who can really take another perspective of you who has experience in what you're doing to make sure that you're on the right track and to keep you on the right track and to really pull out that potential that I think that is really deep inside you to really make sure that you're applying yourself at the level that you know you can versus lesser than because you won't reach your goal 
if you're not giving your actual potential and you need somebody who can kind of give you that little kick in the ass to really make sure that you're optimizing and working at that particular level. A hundred percent. And it's, it's funny. I'll give you a quick example of that. When I hired, cause every time I compete in bodybuilding, I hire a coach. I literally, I always have at least two, if not three coaches in my life at a time, just because of everything you just said. But when I hired my coach, it was so funny. I've been around the biohacking peak performance space for a long time. And when I hired him, he's just, he's a bodybuilder. That's what he knows. That's what he loves. So when we started talking diet changes and nutrition and stuff like that, I actually knew more than he did, but having the accountability, having an outside eye, having somebody, you know, just give me that word of encouragement when I am defeated or I'm tired and just don't want to get up and do cardio in the morning. That to me was way more beneficial than anything he told me knowledge wise. And I think that's one of the biggest things that coaching does for people is it's almost like having that accountability that so many of us need. We honestly, the knowledge is out there. You're a Google search away from knowing anything, especially with AI now. You're a search away from knowing anything you need to know. So if we have access to unlimited knowledge, what keeps us from actually accomplishing what we need to accomplish? Most of the time, it's that discipline, accountability, a little bit of motivation, inspiration when we need it. It's those intangible things that we need the most. Yeah, that makes me think in general too, because as you know, business uh, for myself and my brother that we're in and athletically doing a lot of these endurance um, things that I do, you know, it's interesting. The peak performance is really up to you because no one really can gauge exactly what you're feeling, how your body's feeling it and all that kind of stuff. And the coach is really there to keep you from regressing back and continuing to only move forward, really. And I think some people forget like, you know, there's different levels of different coaching, there's different levels of things that you need, and then there's different steps and processes that you have to follow to be able to get into that peak level. But you don't have to start at a peak level, but it is important to have the right coach for the right process at the right time to help you get into the next phase that you're particularly in. Yeah. And what you just pointed to is something that I'm I'm really big about. Like everybody's always wondering, like, Robbie, how do I get into a state of peak performance? How do I grow my business? And really it's identifying constraints, solving the constraint, and moving forward. It's really just that process repeated. So if it's, you know, your personal health and development, okay, where where are my limiting beliefs? Or where do I need to have more energy or, you know, have a better mindset. It's identifying those things and fixing that constraint on your potential and then moving forward and business the same way, you know, Hey, what's keeping me from scaling my business? Oh, you know what? I'm not producing enough leads. So let me create more leads or my sales numbers aren't good enough. Let me improve my sales process. Um, on the back end, Hey, I'm, I'm not servicing my clients to my potential. Let me fix that part of my business. And it's just that constant growth of, okay, I want to get better. What's keeping me from getting better? Okay, let's fix that. Now let's keep moving forward. Absolutely. So I want to kind of wrap up the first question I had, which is what do you do when you complete your test? So Mm -hmm. I have had this feeling, and I'm certain that I'm not the only person, is that when you've finished the year, uh, I'll give you two examples first, okay? 
you finish your year, it's your best year that you've ever had gross sales wise. And then January 1st, you start and you're like, how the hell am I going to do this again? And then adversely, something where it's more athletic is um, you have your competition, you know, you're in a bodybuilding competition, your body is completely depleted, you look like uh, God, you know, with your body all ripped and jacked and everything like that. And tan by, by the way, um, ripped Jack tan and your body feels like complete crap. And you're like, why did I do this? Why keep going? And then you have to refuel and restart your body again. What is your really advice to complete once you complete that test to re kick it off to be able to do better than what you even did before? Right. So for me, that's kind of two parts. The first part is probably the most important. Do you have an overarching vision and mission for your life? So many people run into this problem, like you just talked about of, okay, I reached my goal. Now what? There shouldn't be a now what? Because you have a mission and vision for your life. And the way I talk about that is what story do you want to tell on your deathbed about your life? If you're looking back on your life, what story do you want to tell your grandkids of this is who I was? And once we kind of know that vision and mission for our life, which is always going to change, by the way, um, as we progress and grow and that expands, once we know that, then all these goals that you're talking about, we just got to make sure they align to that. And that's why we can constantly set new goals is because we have this huge goal that we're going for and then just developing all these micro goals on the way. Um, second part of that is, you know, going back to the bodybuilding example, it's funny. Like, you, like, feel all like, body- you feel horrible. You probably feel you absolutely horrible. Like, so you're like, I, I literally, I look great, but I feel no energy. Your level of commitment is down because you're training. You've been like reverse training. You know what I mean? For a certain yeah. period of time. So you're like now going back into the gym and refueling and rehydrating your body. It's like, you're starting from nothing. I feel like that's like the ultimate example. So when it comes to that, here's the deal. And bodybuilders joke about this. Bodybuilders have the worst body dysmorphia that you'll ever run into. And what I mean by that is when you step on stage and you get those pictures and videos back, you're like, Ooh, hold on. That needs to improve. Like my lat needs to have a better insertion here, or I need to fix my posing. It's the same thing in business. Like, we get the results back that we're looking for, but then how do I improve on that? And that's one of the motivations. Like last time I stepped off stage, I immediately went up to my, like, Hey, look, we just won the competition. You know, we're in line to get, you know, our pro card and become a pro with this, but where do you think I need to improve? And it comes back to, I think a lot of us who are high achievers, we're competitive and yes, we're competing against other people, but more importantly, we're competing against ourselves. Like, I know in this competition, I gave it 100%. But what happens if I keep giving it 100%? What happens if I keep going on this trajectory of making improvements? I think that's what a lot of people, even in like one of the examples I use in business is like, you may have given this past year 110% ask that question you just asked of how do I do this again? That's not the right question. The question is, how do I do this with less effort? Or how do I do this more efficiently? Who can I hire to take this off my plate so then I can go do more of what I love? Like there's so many ways of becoming more effective and efficient. 
And that's what we have to focus on like in business, but bodybuilding it's, oh man, my, my chest needs to get bigger. Like for me, that's one of my big problems is genetically, I don't have a great upper chest. So that's one of the things I'm always having to work on. Um, so it's, it's identifying those little tweaks that you can make. And that's what gets you excited about the next goal. But where do you, where does the mental aspect come when you complete a high point and then you feel like you're back at a low point again, you just feel like that's where your overarching mission and vision is really important to have very clear because at your low points, you need to realize what you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. Most people I find, especially high achievers, we don't do a good enough job of like internally celebrating our success. We never internally reward ourselves for not just the, like not the result, but the characteristics it took to get that result. Like looking back, like, damn, I did the work. I did everything I was supposed to do. And this feels so good. That's a conversation that most high achievers don't have. And that's a conversation you need to have because that sets in the reward hook for you then doing it again. That's really interesting that you say that is because I definitely would consider myself uh, a high achiever and someone who operates really on a high level. Uh, But in business and when you work for yourself, you, your reward is your own revenue and your own sales and your profit, which at that point you feel like you've earned if you're somebody, you know, depending on what you do and you've earned every dollar of it and more, by the way. So there isn't really a level of uh, achievement that's really there. And it's interesting. I just, when I finished my last Ironman race, it was, it was definitely that level. And I've done other like Olympics and triathlons and duathlons and marathons and half marathons and all that stuff. And it's interesting that um, the level of achievement, definitely it was, it almost threw me off the emotions that I had because it was like something that I hadn't experienced before or don't experience enough to really be in tune with it enough to feel as good about myself as I should to like almost break through to the next level. Like, cause if you don't That's... ever, I think have like that, that real deep down sense of what you're capable of, you can't actually get to that next point of what you actually really are capable of. You know what I mean? No, you never will. And that's, I, I give you a perfect example of that. Like I went on a like mini speaking tour and I had speaking events lined up and I was traveling back from Texas with a business partner. I just did two speaking engagements. We did a huge nonprofit event at a local high school where we spoke and changed lives to a bunch of students and we were heading back and I immediately asked my business partner, okay, what's next? What's the next goal? This guy was somebody that actually I looked up to and he was a little bit of a, he was a mentor to me. He's like, whoa, time out. Can we reflect on what we just did this past weekend? Can we reflect on what just happened? And that was the first time in my life. I was like, oh, hold on. Everything that I've been working for, all my like goals are aligning and things are happening and all this hard work is paying off. And we have to we have to recognize that because that's what proves to ourselves that we have a resume that we can be confident about of accomplishing new bigger things. 
So many times we're always looking at the next goal instead of saying, you know what? I've got a track record of success. And every time I set my mind to something and work my butt off and stay disciplined, I accomplish success. So if I know that to be a truth in my life, I'm not as scared to set bigger and scare your goals because I know that I've got a track record of accomplishing them. Very true. It's so interesting how the thing is, each one of these things that we're talking about are different alternate steps that you really have to achieve. You can't go for one and then get to another. You really have to push yourself to whatever phase you're at to the very top of that point until you hit your breakthrough. And then your breakthrough comes with another set of goals and objectives to get you into the next phase at whatever level you're at. And it could be that you're wanting to lose, you know, 10 pounds and then the 10 pounds turns into you want to run a mile and you run a, want to run a mile into a 5k. It's all relative. So let's jump into a little bit here because we do these things also in our business, but I'm always interested to hear other perspectives. So you do talent development, which is ultimately coaching teams within a group. I'm correct. Yes. And you do mental optimization for coaching for business coaching. So I would love to see what here, what your tactic is for talent development, because that is something that to me, it's, it is an extra expense. You know what I mean? To obviously do it as a business owner, but there are certain things depending on your group size. And I could see the pros and cons as a small and a large group, both equally that a third party that's everyone respects and understands can really help the team really develop and grow even faster because your job as an owner isn't always exactly what they're looking for to be able to be able to develop their particular talent and skills you know what I mean? Like your leadership as an owner isn't always directly correlate to their independent goals that they have inside the organization. Right. So think about this, like as a business owner, your job is to drive revenue in the business. Like that's your job um, because without revenue, the business does not exist. It's a hobby at that point. So if that's your goal, you need to be focused on that. Whether And that's going to be you doing what you need to do at your highest and best self. Do you have time to do a coaching call with your team every week to talk about things like communication, to talk about things like limiting beliefs, to talk about things like the energy you bring to your customers or the energy you bring to your sales team. That's a lot of what I do inside of talent development is energy management. Um, one of the biggest things that I've run into the last couple of years is teaching communication to teams because we all know like that's one of the, we're never taught communication. We're never taught how to effectively communicate with people to accomplish goals. So areas that I work in and really the reason companies bring me in is there's always an associated ROI with getting your teams to perform better. And it's twofold. Not only are they performing better and driving more revenue to the business, but a higher functioning team also has that team sense about them and they have camaraderie. And what you find by doing that is now you don't have the attrition rate that normal teams have. And you have more of a cohesive unit that has more loyalty to the mission. 100% agree, actually. 
The thing is, I think that at different points, you have different people at different levels. And it is interesting that from, you know, how we utilize our business coach uh, to communicate with our team, with check-ins, with understanding and setting goals independently for themselves and everything, you know, everyone's really at a different level but it is ultimately as an owner, you want to create more ways of connecting everyone and adding more value than just a paycheck ultimately. And yeah, especially what we're seeing right now um, with job fulfillment, that's honestly, when you look at all the research around talent development, human capital, job fulfillment is the number one driver of success and revenue in a business. So mm-hmm. the more we can get people on our teams to fall in love with what they do. That's another thing that I always make sure I do on the front end is establishing the kind of the why of the company. Like it's deeper than your mission statement. A lot of times um, I worked for a healthcare company last year and, you know, like we had front desk people, we had customer service reps that understood their job and their role. But what I had to help them understand was like, no, you work for a company that literally saves lives. So every time you jump on a customer service call and you're helping someone that does business with your company, you're literally improving their life, their health to save their life. And they're like, oh, that's what I do. And now they're more passionate and more fulfilled in their role inside of the company, whether they're just working at the front desk as a receptionist. Oh, hold on. This person just walked through my door that's checking in for an appointment. Wow, I get to help this person save their life today. I get to help this person improve their health. And a lot of times that's what we're missing inside of companies is that driving factor of really why I'm in this role and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I think it's just so important. I think also too, again, it's the coaching thing. You know, only you particularly know what your peak performance capabilities are. And a coach is there to help see what you're capable of and then hold the line so you don't go back behind that again. Or if you go behind that line, they got to say, you know, you understand you're not really operating how you normally do. You really need to up it a notch. And it's really, I think, it helps also your team. If you are if you utilize the same coach that everyone else does and you respect them all the same, it also puts your team on the same level that you're on and that if you're holding this standard, they should also hold this standard as well. Exactly. I, I tell people all the time, like we've all heard the expression, you know, it's, it's the man in the mirror. Like that's your competition is that person you see in the mirror every day. And the beautiful thing about coaching is coaching is not to help you identify the man in the mirror. Yes, that is a part of it. But the most important thing of coaching is to identify what you don't see in the mirror and offering that different perspective of where we, you know, of course we have our own biases, we have our own opinions and we have our own perspectives of the world. But what a coach comes in and does is he offers that different perspective. Oh, hold on. What if we just looked at it this way? Or hold on, what if we just approach the problem this way? And he asked the powerful questions to get you to see the world differently. And once you can see the world differently, now we can actually make the progress where your perspective is going to be limited because of your own biases and perspectives. 
Um, let's go into, so we're, we went to talent development. So what is the difference really between mental optimization for coaching for a business owner? How do you see that there's a difference or what is the difference in your opinion? Honestly, if I'm being truthful, it's the depth of the work. So when I'm working in talent development, human capital, we're going through a coaching program with people where we're teaching them growth mindset, perspectives, communication. We're teaching them like the core fundamentals they need to be successful. When it comes to mental optimization with my clients, we work deep. And when I say we work deep, yes, we're working on upgrading your mental operating system, but that's going to require us also looking at your health, looking at your relationships, looking at, you know, what you do for fun, how you recharge your batteries. There's a deeper level to one-on-one coaching that I'm able to get to with clients where we're able to create a lot bigger jumps in potential because we're doing the deeper work needed to maybe clear out some old trauma or, hey, look, like let's tweak this about your nutrition or your hydration or your sleep to get your mental battery where it needs to be to actually be able to accomplish your goals. Yeah, I think that it's really such a personal thing that it really is you get whatever you put into it. Yes. And if you but it's it, you can say such an insignificant small topic, but you can dive so deep into it if you choose to and if you let yourself. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing I love about coaching is we're able to really gets the point we need to do to do the real work. Um, But that being said, I can't do the work for people. And that's one of the biggest things that people a lot of times don't understand about the coaching business is they expect to hire a coach and the coach to do everything for them. I'm like, no, this is not a DFY service. This is not a done for you service. This is coaching. And my job in the coaching is to get you to perform at a higher level, but you have to be the one to perform at that higher level. And that's, you know, one of the biggest things that people don't realize. And what a coach is able to do is provide the space and the toolbox said, okay, here's what I tell all my clients. My job is to remove your excuses. So at the end of the day, the only reason you're not successful is you're going to tell me, I just didn't want it bad enough. That's my job as a coach is to get you to a point where the only excuse you can give me is I didn't want it bad enough. The thing is, that's even an important answer. The thing is, if you're okay with where you're at, that's also okay also. It's totally fine. I don't think people realize that like you're not living a lesser life than somebody else. You're not living a better life than somebody else. You're not more fulfilled than somebody else. Just because somebody has more money doesn't mean that they're better. Just because they have less money doesn't mean that they're worse. These are all things that are complete opposites. The only thing that really is important is that, you know, you find exactly what you're particularly looking for and you come to that real gut-wrenching conclusion that this is really why I'm here I really understand now that, you know, I'm not focused on money or I am focused on money, or this is what I want to do when I earn the money, or this is where I want to go when I get the money, or, you know, I'm willing to, I feel like I've made enough, but I'm willing, I want to push for five more years. And uh, at that point, I want to sell and recalibrate. Like there's just, there's so many aha moments that come along with coaching that help 
form where you want to go and how you want to get there. And then what really is important because you definitely can yourself make your micro and make your macro goals and you can reverse engineer it and you can figure out a plan of uh, how you're actually going to get there. And you can, you know, look at yourself and say, Hey, am I doing the things that require me to get there and so on and so forth. But that's really not the value, even though monetarily you're looking for a business coach to provide business value, which would equal more profits. The real value is I think as a entrepreneur, at least on the mental optimization side is why am I here? Do I want to be here? Is there somewhere else I want to go? I want to be, and there's something else I could be doing that potentially I could be making more or being happier. Like it's really, I feel like that is really more of the reason to have a business coach to dive into these things. You know, money is a byproduct, but I think really taking care of yourself um, is what flushes out in the end from what I've found as a business coach, which I think is kind of like a hidden gem in the whole process, actually, if you keep with it. It's not like a six, you don't, you don't unlock it in six months. You might unlock it in a few years, but um, I think that's really the hidden gem in the coaching is really understanding where where and who you want to be. That's why I, I made that point earlier about the end of life vision. That's why that's so important. Um, there was a really good book I read, um, The Five Regrets of the Dying. And I forgot the author's name right now, but it's a really, really powerful book. A researcher went into um, you know, senior living and people that were on their deathbed and started asking, like, what are, the, what are your regrets? And I started looking at that and it just, it hit me. Oh, hold on. This is really what's important in life. These are the metrics we should be looking at. And you brought up a great point. You brought up that why thing. That's something I have to remind my clients of all the time. Okay, yes, you're creating this incredible business. You're making all this revenue, but why are you doing it? One of the guys I was working with, I was like, bro, you're, you're working so hard right now. You're putting in all the hours. Your business is booming. But why? Like, why are you working so hard? Oh, for my family. Yeah, but you're neglecting your family. You're not spending any time with them. You're not loving on them. You're not going on vacation with them. Like, you're not actually enjoying the whole reason you're creating this business. And for a lot of us, like, I hate using the word balance because, like, in true momentum, balance really doesn't exist. So it's, but it's also finding, like, where is the balance of my life as far as how much do I want to spend time with my family? How much do I want to be working my business and understanding? But the balance isn't, isn't a scale. The balance no. is importance. It's not a physical scale, which I think is probably the reason why you don't like using the word specifically. It's actually finding what's important and where you need to invest that makes you the happiest. If it makes you the happiest to work, then that's where you should put it. By all means, 100%. if it makes you happiest to spend time with your family, well, then that's when you need to obviously look at specifically, how can I work, provide, and then how can I figure out ways to spend more time with my family and then put that into a quantifiable uh, realm that you really can like understand, like, all right, three more years, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to have this. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it's... Because the beautiful thing about business is I always say like the business owner is the biggest constraint to the business, right? 
especially as entrepreneurs that have started our own business, we have a really hard time relinquishing control because we're holding on tight. This is our baby. And if it is to be, it's up to me. Um, but yeah, being able to scale your business is about hiring great human capital and freeing yourself to live the life that you want to live if that's important to you. Or if you're like a Gary Vaynerchuk type that enjoys the 70, 80 hour work weeks, and that's what fires you up and that's what turns you on in life, then by all means do it, but design your business around the life you want to live instead of designing your life around your business, which is you know what most people do. Completely agree. Um, so last point I'd love to talk about, because I think that this is something that's um, pretty unique, is how did you get into speaking, actually? And what do you think is the benefits of doing your speaking engagements that you've done so far? I actually got into speaking after I wrote um, published my first book, and I, I started getting asked to speak. And I'll be honest, man, I grew up a shy, introverted, fat kid that used to hide behind his mom's leg in the mall. So for me, speaking was not natural. It was not something that I even, you know, when I first got asked, I'm like, oh, hold on. I wrote a book. That does not mean I'm ready to step on stage and talk about it. Um, But the more I did, the more I realized that speaking is great. It's fun. And it, it kind of fuels my competitive energy of being on stage and that performance pressure that I love and I feed off of. So it does yeah, give me that rush. Um, but what I realized was speaking for me is just the door opener because every time I've ever spoke on stage, the most impactful thing for me is when I walk off stage, the conversations I then have with people because I break down that wall. I give them the freedom to tell me what's really going on, to talk about things that are holding them back. And those conversations that I have off stage make that so powerful. Um, yeah, my last speaking engagement was in Wisconsin. And I went up there, spoke um, basically about like mental optimization around business, owning a business. And I got off stage and just had some powerful conversations with people were like, you know, I was really struggling with this and you helped me realize this or, Hey, like you mentioned this, how can I tweak this? And you get to like that deeper level that people don't normally talk about. For me, that's by far the best thing about speaking on stage. Um, What are some different takeaways? We've used our business coach at our different business events. We have like quarterly meetings with our entire management team. And um, have you found, I guess, that are different takeaways of going to speaking engagements that have coaches, actually? What I realized is, A, we're all humans. And no matter how successful someone is, no matter how much someone's struggling, we're all humans. And I think the biggest thing I've learned from coaching really highly successful people is most of us struggle with the same things. Most of us have, um, you know, imposter syndrome at some level. Most of us have limiting beliefs at some level. All of us want to improve our relationships. So there's so many commonalities across the board with different people. And that's one thing that's helped me really understand, you know, the human condition is we're all struggling with the same things. We all have fear in our life. No one's fearless. I'm sorry that you're, you're a sociopath if you don't have fear. 
in your life. So it's just this, we're all in this together and we're all facing the same problems. Yes. You know, we might be in competition with other people, but with the abundance mindset, if we would just come together and work together, that's where the magic happens because there's plenty to go around for everyone. Um, but that's probably my biggest takeaway from my work life, speaking on stage and everything I've done in this, in this realm of what I've chosen to do for a living is we all struggle with the same things. We're all facing the same problems. It's just, are we willing to open up about them, get help from them? And are we willing to do the work to actually get past them? Well, I think that that is a great way to end this call. I think that this has been just an awesome conversation with you um, with, I think, a lot of different helpful bits of information for people to understand where they can pick up on their business journey, whether they want to actually create some of their own independent goals and some short-term and long-term plans and different ways I think that they could potentially use you could use a business coach, you could use a fitness coach, but I think, you know, understanding that, you know, some people call it a mastermind also too, you know, these are all different things. You know, you have to figure out what works best for you and what works best for your particular environment. But I think you have quite a bit to offer um, people. So I'd love for them to be able to know where they can reach out and get in touch with you. Yeah. So it's Robbie D'Angelo on all the social media, um, literally at Robbie D'Angelo. My website is just RobbieD'Angelo.com. Um, so as long as you spell my name right, you will find me. But yeah, guys, I would love to have a conversation with um, anyone that's looking to break that ceiling that they're perceiving right now. And anyone who, my biggest thing is I love working with people who know they're meant for more. I know I'm meant for more of an impact. I know I'm meant to create more in this world. I just want to know how to unleash that potential and create miracles. And the reason I use the word miracles, and a lot of people give me some throwback about that word, but if you look at the definition, a miracle is just accomplishing something you didn't think was possible. So with the right coaching and, and with the right effort and discipline, you can accomplish what you didn't think was possible. And that's really my goal with the people I work with is to take the limiter off, take that governor off of their mental operating system, help them upgrade that so they can accomplish miracles. Literally can do that by just setting one goal for yourself, achieving it, making another goal, achieving it. And uh, it's unbelievable what the compound effect can really do for your life personally and professionally. 100%. That's exactly right. That People don't understand how, like I tell my clients, just win today. Just win today from the time you get up to the time you put your head on your pillow. Just win today. It's amazing what happens if you put together, if you string daily wins, the person you can become even a month from now, if you string together 30 daily wins, that person will astonish you. I think you'd astonish yourself, you know, and only you know really what it feels like to actually win your particular day and feel like you achieved everything that you wanted to achieve. And uh, it's really a, an unbelievable feeling that when you start actually stacking up a lot of your wins, how good you can feel um, and how you hold yourself to a different level. It's such a beautiful process too, man. To, to watch someone go through that, to set goals, accomplish goals, to realize they're 
potential and to realize their power in this world. That's really what makes me come alive as a coach is when I see that. And I wish more people would understand just how powerful they are. I wish more people would understand what they're truly capable of once they take the limiter off of their lives. Yeah, it's definitely, you can, it's, it's up to you to unlock all that potential. It is. It, it's, you have to make the decision. You have to create awareness and you've got to do the work. Like it, it, it really is an inside job, but the, the reward for doing it is, is just, it's just so magnificent that it's always worth it. Accomplishing your goals and aligning your life to your end of life vision, man. It's, yeah, it's tough at times. I mean, I've had my own struggles in business because I don't have a business background of, of owning my own business. And it's been tough, but to look where I'm at now and everything I've been able to accomplish, those hard times were worth it. Worth it, And I'm so glad that I went through everything that I had to go through to get here. Yeah, it feels, uh, it feels good once you get there. And it definitely is worth it after you put all the effort in and you get the result out. It really just gives you that second wind of feeling like you're actually in control of yourself, of your life and what you actually can do. It's, it's, it's a totally new experience that I don't think um, everyone really understands exactly is capable to be out there, but you can't just get it, you know, by doing one thing and winning one day it's, you have to start measuring what you're doing and then actually accomplish what you set out to do and then when you do that, you have then at that point earned the right to obviously really be in charge of like, all right, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to get there. Yeah, it's doing like having the ability to stay disciplined towards a goal and putting an effort. I I deal with so many of my clients, like a lot of my clients have trouble sleeping at night, right? We're, we're entrepreneurs. Our brain never turns off. Um, we're running a business. We're a CEO. We're an executive. Our brain never turns off about the problems we need to solve. And we develop a little bit of anxiety, performance anxiety about all the things we want to accomplish. But one of the best feelings in the world, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, one of the best feelings in the world is putting your head on your pillow at night, knowing that you kicked ass today. Like that is such a rewarding feeling. It actually goes to uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, Vince Lombardi. He said, I firmly believe any man's finest hour is that moment he lays on the field of battle, completely exhausted, yet victorious. And I, I truly believe that. Like, that's one of the best feelings in the world is working your butt off towards a hard goal and accomplishing that goal. Absolutely. Well, Robbie, thank you for joining us today on the Cultivating Success podcast. It was a pleasure. Love getting to know you. Um, and anyone, if you want to reach out to Robbie, definitely a great person to connect with, really can help lead you and guide you into the future. Uh, and take your business and yourself to the next level. So Robbie, thanks again for joining us today. John, it's been a pleasure, man. I get, I get fired up about these conversations. So I've, I've enjoyed having it with you. Absolutely. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com. <laughs>